Screamer, and welcome back to Scream Stream, where every week I review the best and the worst of streaming horror in under 20 minutes so you can spend less time picking movies and more time watching them. I'm your host, James Gass, and I do have a pretty good show lined up for you this week. On this episode, I'm going to be reviewing Nightbreed from 1990, a Clive Barker film based on his novel Cabal. If you have not read Cabal, it is pretty good. I read it many years ago and uh, really enjoyed it. And he actually wrote and directed the film, uh, which was based on the book. And I also have a shit list for you this week. It's a very small shit list, but it is a pretty good one. And uh, there's actually a couple of, a couple of uh, or at least one sort of big name film on there with a big name a-list actress, I guess you'd call her A-list. I don't really consider her A-list, but that's just my opinion. And before I get into the review, I do want to remind you that ScreamStream is listener-supported. So if you would please go over to patreon.com forward slash ScreamStream and help support the show, uh, help uh, keep the show going. I would greatly appreciate that. If you uh, sign up for monthly do donation, you'll get uh, some cool stuff. So please go check that out. All right. And now for the review, uh, this film currently has a 6.6 .6 on IMDb. And, uh, as I mentioned, it was directed by Clive Barker and written by Clive Barker, both the novel and the screenplay it stars, Greg Sheffer, David Cronenberg and Bobby, and also features Doug Bradley, who has played pinhead in almost every Hellraiser film. For a brief plot synopsis, a troubled young man is drawn into a mythical place called Midian, where a variety of monsters are hiding from humanity. Uh, let's just start off with the acting here. The acting was pretty good. I mean, for 1990s, it was it was all right acting. Uh, the hairstyles, though, man, oh my goodness. Lori Winston, who was uh, Boone's girlfriend, man, her hairdo, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, she even had like an eighties style band and it was like, Oh my goodness, that's a uh, throwback. Uh, David Cronenberg plays Dr. Philip uh, Decker and I've reviewed a few of his films. Uh, he's ac actually a pretty good actor as well as a, uh, excellent director and a great film writer. Uh, I do enjoy his stories. They are bizarre, strange out there and he sort of just fit this one perfectly. I think he did a great job as Dr. Decker and Craig Sheffer. Craig was also in, he was in Hellraiser Inferno as a detective. And, uh, I enjoyed him in that. You know who he reminds me of? He looks a lot like the fellow who played in uh, Shawshank Redemption, Tim Robbins. He reminds me of Tim Robbins. Um, well, at least in this film, a very young Tim Robbins, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Like a mix between Richard Marks and Tim Robbins. Yeah, that's what he reminds me of. But the acting... <laughs> anyway, the acting was pretty good. I enjoyed the acting. I thought they all did a really good job. Uh, David Cronenberg, I think, was my favorite in the film. Um, The story was okay. It was a little on the cheesy side. A little, it wasn't one of, I don't think it's one of Clive Barker's best works. Uh, and that, I mean, and I say that in reference to both the book and the movie, 
Uh, it was a little goofy. There was some comedy in there, but it was very subtle comedy. It wasn't like goofy comedy, sort of like the, uh, the detective that I talked about last week in Tusk, uh, played by Johnny Depp. So it wasn't like goofy comedy. It was just sort of some funny dialogue thrown in there. And that I appreciated. I was okay with that. Uh, but the story overall was just a little cheesy. But I look, once you get past that part, the, the, the sort of cheesiness, it's not a bad film. And it's not a bad story. It's, it's kind of intriguing. Uh, they did keep, they kept you interested though. Uh, however, it did start off a little slow. I was, you know, I kept looking at my watch. When is this going to pick up? When are we going to get going? Uh, and then it finally did. And once it picked up and started going, uh, you were right there in the character or with the characters in that whole setting, this whole Midian thing, um, just really cool. Uh, and the monsters, there's an interesting take on the monsters because they're not like, this isn't going to spoil anything, but they're not immortal. Uh, and they're hiding from, uh, the outside world, which is really interesting theory. I mean, when it comes to like horror films, monsters are usually out there attacking people. These are not, they're hiding, which was an interesting uh, storyline. And the way that he tied all that stuff together was, was kind of cool. So other than the cheese, decent story. Camera work was good. I mean, good, you know, classic camera work. I don't know. Let's see. The director of photography on the film was Robin Vig Vigdion, Robin Vigdion, but he was a cinematographer for uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Hellraiser, Hellraiser 2, uh, as well as, wow, a lot of films. He's got a huge resume. He also shot some uh, CSI, um, or not CSI, uh, CIS episodes. Uh, oh, he also shot some of the Tales from the Crypt. So, He's pretty skilled when it comes to when it comes to uh, cinematography, and I believe Hellraiser was actually his second film. I thought he did a great job on that film. The the shots in the in that was just freaking amazing, and uh, Hellraiser two as well. It had just a, a great style, and the style of this film you could tell he changed it up a little bit as far as like lighting goes and the way some shots were set up, uh, you can tell his style changed. Uh, I think it changed accordingly for the film, uh, but still some good camera work. So overall, I mean, it was a, an actually, it was actually a pretty good film. And the, this was the director's version. I should mention that uh, this was on Netflix. It's a director's cut. Uh, so it has like some extended scenes in there. Uh, I highly recommend uh, you go and check this one out. I did enjoy it. Uh, if you're if you're a fan of like classic horror from you know early '90s, late '80s, you're definitely going to like this one. Especially if you're a fan of Clive Barker. Now, Clive Barker is one of my uh, favorite writers, uh, far past Stephen King. Yes, I know. It's okay. It's okay. I can have I can have that opinion. Don't 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 freak out. But yeah, it was a, it was a pretty good film, uh, and I would highly recommend it. As far as my rating goes, I did mention that this one has a 6.6 .6 on IMDb, and for my rating, I think I'm going to give it like a B plus. I don't think it was quite an A, because uh, I mean, if you look at it like from a professional critic's standpoint, 
this is probably not a good movie at all. Uh, but if you're uh, a film of like cult classics or just a fan of the genre or Clive Barker, you're going to like it. So that's sort of where my rating falls between the critics and uh, as a fan of, of cult films and, and uh, this particular writer. So yeah, I give it a B plus, not quite an A, almost, but not quite. Uh, so go check it out. It is Nightbreed, the director's cut on Netflix. It's currently there. Uh, so there you go. Now, as for my shit list, I do have a couple of good ones on here. One of which is Under the Skin. And this was a 2013 film starring Scarlett Johansson. And I guess this was also based on a novel and was supposed to be really good. I thought it was really boring. I mean, just boring. Uh, I understand it was it was artsy and it's more of an art house kind of film, but still it was really dull. Uh, it just took forever to get picked up or uh, pick up its pace. Just really dull. I did not enjoy it. It has a 6.3 on IMDb. I would give that film a D at least. It just could not hold my interest. There just wasn't enough happening in the movie. Too much weird stuff. Uh, I just, I didn't like it very much. I guess some of the critics did. It's artsy. If you like artsy flicks, you might like that. I thought it sucked. Uh, <laughs> next on my shit list is Entity. And this is a film shot in Russia where it's almost, it's, it's, a combination of film and mockumentary style. And it's shot in Russia. This group of, of paranormal investigators as all of these um, found footage films are or mockumentary films. <laughs> it's about these paranormal investigators go to Russia to sort of investigate this old, I guess it's like a prison or something. I, you know, I tried to watch this like four times and I just could not get into it. It was also just a dull film. The acting was okay. Uh, the cinematography was okay, but it just, it was boring and I just couldn't get into it. It, it lost me uh, so many times and I finally just gave up and I never finished the film. And finally on my shit list is the human centipede part two, not the first one. The first Human Centipede, I absolutely loved it. It's one of my favorites. I thought the uh, German doctor in that movie was absolutely amazing. Dieter Lasser, that guy was killer. That guy and that guy and the dude from Tusk should get together and be in a film, <laughs> and then you just have one creepy ass movie. This doctor, the, the uh, Dieter Laster, who played Dr. Uh, Heiter, Heiter, whatever, that guy was amazing. Uh, I love that movie. As far as the second one, oh my God, it's basically some dude who really likes the Human Centipede movie, wants to make his own, and so he kidnaps a bunch of people and staples them together, and it was just, you know, it was really bad, bad acting. Even, um, Ashley Williams, I believe, uh, from the first one, was in this film. Uh, no, I take that back. Ashlyn Yenny, uh, who was in the first one, made an appearance in this one. And uh, it just wasn't good. I didn't enjoy it. It was, it was terrible. I think it was shot in black and white. 
just a really bad movie. Uh, yeah, that just sucked ass. Now I know, uh, Tom six is making the third one. Hopefully that'll be better than this one. But the first human centipede, absolutely freaking amazing. I love that movie. Absolutely loved it. Maybe I'm sick and twisted. Who knows? So there you go. There's my shit list for this week. Uh, I looked on us dot what's new on Netflix. There's not a whole lot out there, but they have finally released seasons three and four of goosebumps. Uh, goosebumps is a great show. It's based on the RL Stein, uh, books for, for children. And it's kind of one of those shows. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember, are you afraid of the dark that showed on, uh, Nickelodeon's, uh, f- uh, Saturday night, Nick, they call it snick. I love that show. And I like shows like that. So goosebumps was another one of my favorites. They had seasons one and two on there uh, for the longest time, and they finally added three and four, so I'm going to go back and spend some binge-watching time on those, because I do like Goosebumps. I like R.L. Stein. Uh, They are doing a movie uh, based on R.L. Stein, uh, or Goosebumps movie, uh, starring Jack Black. That should be interesting. I don't know when it's supposed to be released. Uh, IMDb does not... Um, oh, here we go. Supposedly April 15th of 2016 of next year. Good Lord. Okay, so it's probably in production phases right now. Nope, they're in post-production. Good. Okay, so maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe it'll come out sooner than we think. I hope so. Because uh, Jack Black does play R.L. Stein, uh, which is odd because I thought he would have played himself. I know he played himself in a couple of the uh, Goosebumps specials. So I thought he would have played himself in the film. Uh, so look out for that. And that will wrap up this episode. Hey, I appreciate you for stopping by again this week. Uh, again, check out our Patreon page. We now have two supporters. So I want to thank both of those uh, very much. I do appreciate your support for uh, keeping the show going. Uh, if you want to check out our website where you can find all the past episodes of Scream Stream, that is screampod.weebly.com. Now, once I reach my first goal on Patreon, I'll be able to get an actual website and and not have to use that Weebly one and uh, tie it to my domain name. It's a work in progress. We're working on it. So uh, please go support the show. And also, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, it's at James Gass, G-A-S-S. Follow me on Twitter. Keep up with what I'm doing, what I'm watching. And oh, also, if you are a Patreon supporter, you'll get this show early. I record the show on Fridays and try to release it on like a Monday. Uh, But if you are a Patreon patron, you will get the show on Friday, Friday afternoon when I uh, finish editing it. It won't have all the fancy show notes, but you'll get the episode and you can hear it uh, early. I I know I keep saying I'm going to do this, this, uh, uh, the gory details. And sometimes I watch movies where I'm just not enthusiastic about them enough to go into all the gory details. But every now and then there's a film that'll do it for me. Uh, Willow Creek was one of those. And maybe I'll talk about some other things on the gory details, but I am planning on getting that going. Uh, So those of you who are patrons uh, will have something to look forward to. So remember, screenpod.weebly.com. Go check out all of our stuff there. There's links to the Patreon page and all that good stuff. Until next week, I'm James Gass saying, if it was real, the cameraman would be dead too.
Good night. Thank you.